This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So the only thing left to say is, you in? Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get reward points delivered too. So they're ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus, rewards registration required, points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure, 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Christopher Schindler. Has a chance to write his name in Huddersfield Town legend. And he takes that chance! Play down the left and Moy stayed onside. Here's Mounier! 2-0 Huddersfield Town on the opening day of the Premier League. One two wicket from the here's Moy right footed! 1-0 Huddersfield Town! Lindelof misses his header, De Quattro's in, Ram De Gea! 2-0 Huddersfield Town! 2-0 Huddersfield Town! Here's Sanka to turn it into the pass, yes! yes! And Tommins scored! Tommins has scored one of the most important goals of Huddersfield Town's history! De Quattro's forward, De Quattro's got the better Yes! And Laurent De Quattro scores! Laurent De Quattro scores! Hi, how are you doing? We're back and we're ready to do it all over again. Welcome to the warm-up episode 50. West Brom travelled to the John Smiths this weekend, but can town beat the Baggies? Joining me, host Brady Frost, to preview the match against West Brom, is a man who proves that the pen is mightier than the sword. It's uh, Mr Tom Bradshaw. How are you, Tom? Right, Brady, looking forward to it. Nice to be back on another night pod. There's always a bit of a better atmosphere, isn't there? Yeah, the night pod, much like night games, you know, a pod under the yeah. line. That's what you want. <laughs> Lovely stuff. And uh, joining Tom and I is the co-host of the Championship Podcast, The Second Tier. Uh, and he's also bringing some top-tier insight today. It's uh, Mr. Justin Peach. How are you, Justin? Yeah, I'm, I'm very good. That's quite the uh, quite the accolade you give me, top-tier knowledge. I don't know about that. Maybe some uh, middle-tier knowledge, perhaps. But uh, yeah, top-tier might be a bit of a stretch. I'll try my best. No, no, you'd be fine, mate. Well, obviously, we listen to the second tier. I know Ryan always likes to get his insults in, so I thought I'd, you know, I thought I'd butt you up as soon as you should. <laughs> Lovely stuff. Right, okay, so we're going to launch straight into it. It's time for Trash Talk. Oh, just sell it down, play on. Can we sell it down? What's your excuse there? No excuse at all, no. 
Okay, so there's one man who's going to be the focus this weekend, and that's uh, Carmen Grant. So he's played for five clubs during his career. So Justin, how we play trash talk is I'm going to get you to make an opening bid. So Carmen Grant's played for five clubs, uh, and I need you to give me a bid of how many of those clubs you think you can name, and then Tom will see if he can better it. Oh, uh, I think I can name four. Oh, four. Tom, can you can you name all five? I don't think I can. I actually think I can only name three. Can't think where he was before Charlton. Okay, well, well that's that's you just giving yeah. him one there. Oh yeah, yeah Justin fun. probably didn't have that one, so he's probably got all five now. Hasn't he? That was one of them. I think I might have three actually. <laughs> okay, so you said you said four, Justin. So you've got thirty seconds to name four clubs that Carlin Grant has played for, and your time mm. starts now. Might have shot myself in the foot. West, I mean West Brom, Huddersfield, and Charlton are the easy ones. Um, uh, he was on loan somewhere and he was bagging goals. Um, was it AFC Wimbledon? No, I'll let you have an, another go though. It's going to be a London-based club, and I know he was he was banging the goals for uh, Barnet. No, five seconds. Can you get that for? Um, uh, don't know. No. Off okay. All right. Shot yourself in the foot there. It's all right. Mm. We've uh, had many a guest who've come on, and you know, I think they can <laughs> do it. Overconfident. The tactics yeah. paid off. Put him under pressure by giving him one. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Always in his head, mate. Um, so the club you think might have been thinking of, uh, Justin, was Crawley. Uh, so he he made his fifteen appearances and got nine goals. So he's played for Cambridge as well. Yeah, that, um, not the Cambridge. I know it's an M25 club, maybe. Crawley was the was, was that one. <laughs> I mean, t- yeah, I mean, Cambridge was a mon- one month loan deal, and, and Crawley, yeah, um, like I said, 15 appearances. So uh, a bit of a tough one. I, but, you know, I, I appreciated the effort. That was a good a good effort. But, like you say, Tom, I think it's his background that sniped you out, probably. That's been yeah, bad. it is. The tears, the tears, yeah. <laughs> okay, cool. So we'll, we'll move on. We'll talk a little bit about about the game on Saturday. Um, so obviously Valerie and Ishmael's coming in the summer and West Brom sit third in the league with 32 points, uh, only Bournemouth and Fulham are ahead of them. Uh, so they've won nine, drawn 15 and lost just three of their 17 matches this season. However, they have lost their last three away matches. So Justin, I'll come to you first as soon as you cover the championship. Um, so I think it'll be good to get some insight from you about West Brom. What have you made of them so far this season? It's, they've been really interesting in the sense that they've been quite up and down, which is quite strange to say, given that they're third in the league. But they they started ridiculously well. They were banging in the goals. I think they beat Sheffield United 4 or 5 nil, um, if I remember that rightly. Um, and it looked like things clicked very quickly for Ishmael. But then there have been some really poor games. They scraped a 1-0 win away at Peterborough just before the first international break. And that's where I think the cracks really started to to come in for, for West Brom. Um, and obviously that Stoke defeat before the last international break, not this one, but the middle one's too many international breaks uh, in the first half of the season. Um, but that that was a really poor display as well. And they've really struggled to create chances at times and put them away. Um, I think the, the key issue has been putting them away and they've been relying on Colin Grant. But it has been pretty, pretty... Uh, Average, I think, for West Brom. Um, Alex Mount being injured for the last five games hasn't helped. Um, but for me, they're a side who I've got two or three more gears to go. Um, and obviously for you guys, you'll be hoping that it doesn't start uh, this weekend. 
No, definitely hoping it doesn't start this weekend, Justin. You're absolutely right. Um, Tom, how are you, how are you feeling about this one um, from what you've seen of West Brom this season? <laughs> As usual, I seem to come on when we're playing teams who have amazing squads when you look at them on paper. So um, just looking at their squad for the, like, the last few games, I'm already maybe not dreading it, but it's not one that I'm uh, licking my lips at, I guess. Uh, but then I looked at their last three games Maybe they weren't. The results haven't been too impressive. They get thumped by Fulham, and then struggled against uh, Hull and um, Borough, who I'd say are quite similar to us. Mm-hmm. So maybe that's a bit of a lums. Um, but I just think that that squad is just it's just so good. Um, I was just when, especially looking for key players, I just looking at the list that you've got is um, pretty insane. No, fair enough. I like how we've got both balances there. Um, you're probably dreading it a bit more like me. I mean, it, it's quite interesting though because I, I was I was having a look, um, and they do concede quite a few late goals. Um, so in the last fifteen minutes of games, I think if you break down the a match in fifteen minute, minute periods, um, they concede a lot in the last 15 minutes and we've seen that town have scored a scored a few in the last 15 obviously you think of the 1-0 win over Millwall most recently uh, so that could be a bit of an interesting one but um I'll come to you again Justin obviously Tom talked about it there West Brom have got a lot of good players certainly on, on paper a r- really good squad um who have you picked out as kind of a key man for them in this game um, the obvious one is Alex Malwa. I mentioned that he was out for five games with a foot injury. I think he picked up against Birmingham City. And um, it looks like he's going to be back in contention this weekend, which, again, for you guys, it's it's terrible timing. Um, he makes things tick for, for West Brom in a different way in that final third. I think Robert Snodgrass, you saw how poor he was against Fulham when it was on, on, on Sky not too long ago. He's been the man in uh, in there who replaced Mauer and just not the same. It just isn't the same. But as I say, Mauer just makes things tick. He's a typical box-to-box midfielder, but that's probably doing him a, a, quite a disservice because his left foot, arguably, is the best in the league. Um, I think the other one is Carlin Grant, but Carlin Grant can't do it without a, a, a good supply of chances. And Alex Mauer's a player, as I say, makes things tick in that final third. And if he's on form, West Brom may 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 well get three points. Yeah, yeah, I, I wouldn't I wouldn't disagree with that. Hell of a player at this level. Um and obviously you've got the link up with Ishmael because uh, we saw our good amount was at Barnsley last season. Um Tom, what about yourself? Who've who've you picked from from the West Brom side? Um well it's a bit of deja vu, broken record syndrome for me again. I think like I'm on again and I'm talking about a key player who's another former player for town. I think it was Joe Lolly against Forest. He ended up, did he score that day? Um, and then mm-hmm. Billing against Bournemouth. And um, and then it's going to be Carlin Grant today. I just think we, I'm, I'm sure it's the same for every club, but it just seems so town. It, when the next player comes back, they always seem to be on the best, at least get a goal. Um, he's played every game so far this season. I think he's on eight goals. So he seems to be picking up where he left off. In the championship, so um, I mean, he caused a lot of problems for teams when he was with us, and he's only gone and gonna be better than when he was with us. So I'm gonna go with Grant, but like 
once again, like I said about that squad, uh, like Kyle Bartley, class player, Mullet, Livermore, Phillips, there's so many names in there that I could have picked, but Carlon Grant's my pick for the weekend. No, and I, I think that's a, a good shout. Um, I was going to ask actually, Tom, because uh, on the old town Twitter, which is, you know, football Twitter, never always, never the yeah. best barometer of actual opinion, but um, there seems to be a debate about um, Carlin Grant and if, I don't know, some people are thinking of potentially booing him, which I just, from my perspective, seems a bit silly given how he scored the goals that kept us up and then we got a good fee for him. Uh, what do you think about that? So I thought he left well. In When I look at how he left Charlton and how the Charlton fans kind of reacted to him leaving, I don't think they particularly were very nice, especially when we played them at home that time. He went and shushed them straight away as soon as they scored. And all I remember from when he left us was town fans were actually quite uh, amicable towards him. And he said some nice stuff on his Twitter, I think, and a lot of people wishing him well. So I, w- I wouldn't be booing him, but you never know. I remember when Rhodes came back, there was a few boos and that was another one that was a bit odd, I thought. But um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm going to be in the no-boo camp, Brady. I, I will also be joining you in, in said camp, but um, I am actually going to the game on Saturday, so uh, I imagine he will get booed, and he probably will score, and he will shush us. Yeah, no, uh, so my key player for West Brom, I've actually gone for his kind of strike partner, if you like, um, although West Brom have been playing like a 3-4-2-1. Um, I'm going for Callum Robinson, so five assists this season, three goals. Um, I think he's forming a quite a good... Um, partnership with Grant um, and I, I just think he's a great player at this level we saw what he did at Preston you know Sheffield United he, he was actually quite good in the Prem as well um, so yeah I think it's a bit of a again maybe a bit of a tap in but um, I think like you say Tom got a lot of good players but we are a town Huddersfield Town podcast so let's start talking about Huddersfield Town a bit more uh, Justin interested to see who you've picked as a key player for Huddersfield in this one um, I think based purely on how West Brom play. They play that high press. Um, I'm going with uh, Levi Colwell, not because he's been one of the best defenders in the league this season, but it's more because of his composure on the ball. Uh, and I think if uh, I, I, there's a formula that's started to develop against West Brom where teams sit back and defend, but Carlos Corbran strikes me as a coach who just doesn't allow that to happen with his sides, um, which is probably why some games can be quite chaotic uh, in terms of goals going back to that Blackburn game that you guys had. Um so for me, it's, it is Levi Colwell. Um, and as I say, it's that composure on the ball. And if, if Huddersfield can beat the press and it's going to come from the back, it's going to go through Levi Colwell. If they can beat the press, then they're going to open West Brom up because West Brom commit a lot of players forward um, when they're pressing. Uh, so if they can get around that and it's going to stem from the back, then there's opportunities there for Huddersfield to exploit. Yeah, great shout. I think Colwell's been great so far this season. Um, Justin, I was actually going to ask, because I know you you quite like Carlos Corbran, but um, what have you made of him so so far this season with town? Yeah, it's, it's quite an unhealthy uh, <laughs> an unhealthy admiration, I think. She knows, <laughs> mate. That's what it is. It is, yeah. Even bought, even bought some of my own. Um, I've, I've quite liked how they've developed this season. He's stuck by his principles. And I think the only thing that's letting him down is players being out of form. Um, you look at Josh Cromer, who up until his injury last season was absolutely fantastic. Danny Ward's been here and there, not really got going. That's been okay in games. Um, but then you look at the likes of Sorba Thomas, who's been brilliant. Harry Toffolo, consistent as ever. 
um Colwell brilliant hog o'brien brilliant i think it's just a case of he's i wouldn't say he's being let down by individual players but it's just players not being in form at the right time if he if he gets a, a good squad um together and that's the frustrating thing is that he just doesn't have a budget if he had a budget to work with where he could bring in some quality players not the likes of so disrespect to him but jordan rose danny ward that kind of player on a free transfer if you could bring in you know, a player for a million, two million pounds who's got that extra bit of quality and consistency, I think Corbyn can take Huddersfield places. Um, but I, I have been pleasantly surprised with how consistent Huddersfield have been under Corbyn this season. And I've really sort of enjoyed how, as I say, he has stuck to his principles. You know, it could have, after that Fulham game, it could have gone really badly. Um, you know, playing out from the back and go back to that, <laughs> the Mitrovic goal, which was just one of the bizarre goals I think I've ever seen. Um but you know he could have he could have gone four four two at that point, ten men behind the ball. He didn't kept going, and that's the that's the makings of a good coach. Yeah, good. Um, glad you brought up the Fulham game. That was another game I was at. <laughs> that Mitrovic goal, less less said the better. Although we did change keepers after that, so um, Lee Nichols, I'm sure, worked Tom, out in the end. It's been it's been great since he's come in. Um, Tom, who who have you picked as a key player for town in this one? Um, I'd like to see Sauber Thomas. Yeah, I mean, he has been his best player this season so far, but the last few games he seems to have dipped a bit. I'd like to see just a little bit of form come back for him, just so he can have a good game, maybe stretch the play a bit, run at that defence, put them under pressure. Like I said, if, if the game's tight still with not long to go, he's someone who maybe can create something, win a free kick, dangerous position, take that free kick with one of his amazing deliveries. Get a big meathead on the end of it in the in the middle of the box, and we nick a one nil win, something like that. But I think I'd just even I'd just like him to maybe uh, get a bit of form back on because I don't know whether it was going away with Wales. Maybe he was a bit starstruck, and it's just kind of uh, unsettled him a little bit. Yeah, I think it's a good point. He actually didn't. Um, he got called up, didn't he? But he didn't actually play over the international break. So I think that's that's a that's good for town because um you know he's maybe had a bit of a rest really um but you know like like we say no i'm sure his his rise is well documented even if you're not a Huddersfield town fan but um so it was only natural he was maybe going to dip because he i mean i don't know if you know this guys but he was playing non-league in january i don't think he's been <laughs> talked about um so but i do think that's a good shout you know we know how good he is for set pieces and uh yeah it seems to be uh all we score from at the moment um which leads me on nicely to my player uh, so I've also gone for a defender. I went for Tom Lees just because when we signed him, um, you know, I spoke to Sheffield Wednesday fan for the pod and uh, he wasn't very complimentary about him, um, but he's just come in and been amazing. Um, not a sexy signing at all, but been fantastic. And um, I, I think, you know, like you talked about there, just in the high press, I think Tom Lees, not to be disrespectful to West Brom, but Ishmael's style, you know, not always the prettiest, it'd be fair to say. And I, I think this might be a game where he, him and Matt Pearson would be up for it. And we know if Silver is on it from um, from set pieces, he can help at the other end as well. So I, I've picked him. Also got a great uh, Movember going on, like you two lads there. So that's another reason. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, lovely. Okay, so enough waffling from me. Uh, it's time to hear from the view from the other side. So I caught up with Matt from the WBA report ahead of the game, and here's what he had to say. Hi, Matt. Thanks for joining me. Um, so my first question is, how have you viewed West Brom's season so far? Is it what you expected? 
Hi, Mike. Yeah, thanks for having me on the show, first and foremost. Um, with Albion this season, I think we've hit expectations and we're probably where most people would have expected us to be, maybe in the top two. Um, but I think on paper, our squad's the third strongest behind Fulham and Bournemouth. So this is where uh, I guess you could expect us to be. Um, we've played some good stuff. We've played some bad stuff. It's been up and down. There's been grumbles, but there's been positives. So... Uh, yeah, it's been a it's been a bit of a roller coaster season, I guess you could say, so far. A long way to go. We can definitely improve, uh, and hopefully, um, under under his mouth, there's a lot there's a lot more um, room for growth. So we'll wait and see. But it's been a been a fairly inconsistent start. But um, you can't really moan when you're third in the league and unbeaten at home. Valerie Nishmels was important in the summer after a successful season with Barnsley. Um, what are your thoughts on the manager since he's come in at West Brom? I mean, I'm a really big Valerian Ismail fan. I think he's brought a clear style and identity to the club, which is drastically needed with the lack of structure and accountability um, from the ownership. At least now we have a clear identity, something that the club can actually work with um, and develop because we've got no footballing house on the board. And, um, you know, that, that's, ne- that's, never a, um, uh, that's never a good thing. Um, but... There have been, as I said, there have been grumbles about about Ismail and particularly the style of football. Of course, I think he came from uh, Barnsley. Yeah, of course, he did brilliantly at Oakwell last season, and um, you know, getting to a playoff a playoff semi final was was incredible. Um, but of course, he came with a reputation of his football was very direct and um, you know, particularly playing long. Uh, Darrell Dyke was there last season, and um, they're big on set pieces, etc. And Albion fans in my opinion, have this um, feeling of entitlement that we should be playing like Brazil or Barcelona every, every game. And it, it, it winds me up, really. Um, so there have been quite a lot of grumbles when results haven't got our way. And I do agree that the style has been too direct at times. Don't get me wrong, but I'm not someone who's going to take it too much to heart. And, you know, you, you've got to try and win games as well. But also the style has been poor. You've got to give him time. You've got to give Ismail enough time to develop this style and to, develop his own team we're only three months into it so I think it's still far too early to judge um, I'm I'm a big fan like what he's trying to do bringing young players into the team trying to get everyone pushing in the same direction there's been a lot of lot of grumbles about his style of football um, some of them harsh some of them I can guess I guess can be um, can be justified but one of the one of the major talking points is his lack of uh, lack of willingness to move away from the 3-4-3 system and that is um, irritating fans. So I can and I can see that any good manager has to be flexible. That's definitely one area it could maybe improve. But yeah, I'm I'm a biggest Mel fan. So what can we expect from this West Brom team on the pitch? So regarding what you can expect to see from Albion on the pitch, of course, yeah, as you mentioned, the style has been direct at times, and I actually think that we'll we'll try to play the ball on the floor. That is what we're trying to do, and it's developing and um, it's getting the last two games against Hull and Middlesbrough. Um, I don't think the style's been too bad. We've just been absolutely atrocious. The individual players, um, you know, too many threes out of ten, four out of tens, uh, on on the pitch. And ultimately, if you can't string three passes together, what chance are you going to have at succeeding with the, with the passing style of football? So yeah, that that that's been the issue in the, in the last few games. We dropped off a bit as opposed to the start of the season. You can definitely expect the team that's going to press. Of course, that's what. Ismail's philosophy is all about you know, the, the high press and, and being intense and not being nice to play against. Um, I think we've got 
attackers who have the potential to be dangerous. Come on to Carl and Grant in a bit. Of course, you've got Callum Robinson, Grady Dan Garner, Matt Phillips, <laughs> Jordan Hugel to an extent. Um, and, you know, experience all across the pitch. Two really good win-backs, well, at this level, um, in, in, in the form of Connor Townsend and Darnell Furlong. Experienced defenders, so um, won't be great to play against. We do possess a, possess a threat, but I think it has been shown, if you get your tactics right, um, you can get a result against us. But we'll see. It's, it's a hard one to call right now with Albion. Uh, I'm not too sure, but you can accept a team, accept to see a... Sorry, see a team that's going to press, that's going to um, work hard and not be nice to play against. Uh, are there any players we need to keep an eye out for on Saturday? I mean, I said we'll come on to Grant shortly. Uh, other players to, to look out for, I said the wing-backs are, are really, you know, two real um, assets in this team. Connor Townsend we signed from Scunthorpe, I think it's four years ago now, and um, well, three three or four years ago, and he's really come on in the last 18 months or so. He's th- you know, thrown into the deep end in the Premier League, and it's really um, worked wonders for his development. He's just signed a, a new uh, a new contract yesterday, four year deal. So that's that's a massive benefit, and he's been great getting up and down that left hand side. And we've got to hope he's not played at centre back because it has harmed um, the team when he's played there as opposed to uh, on, on on the left wing. Furlong as well, of course, he's he's, he's up and down, bombing up and down. Quality in defence and attack. Got a very dangerous long throw, which is something that you should definitely look out for and has caused havoc in the league um, this season. I'm sure Huddersfield fans will be aware of that. Um, Dean Garner netted in his last game against Middlesbrough in the last game and hopefully that provides a real confidence boost because, for me, he's a Premier League player on his day and you know when, he, when he's playing at his full potential or, or whatnot, as we saw you know, with the last promotion season, there aren't too many better than Dean Garner, but... Yeah, with lack of combination of injuries, lack of game time in the in the last twelve months have really seen him drop off. But he's definitely got the ability. I'm just hoping that goal gives him a confidence boost now to go and um, you know, kick on and kickstart his season. Robinson, Callum Robinson has, has has done really well for Ireland in in recent weeks and had a great start to the season. Dropped off a bit slightly, so um, hopefully he can rediscover um, a bit of a goal scoring knack. Alex Mower has been a has been a brilliant signing. Injured in the last couple of weeks, um, I'd expect him to come back in. Watch out for his uh, left-footed efforts. Uh, scored a few cracking goals this season. He's been, for me, one of the best signings in the country on a free transfer. But maybe I'm going a bit too far there. Um, so yeah, we've definitely got quality all across the pitch. How are West Brom fans feeling about this? Man? Cosy, what, what's your favourite away day? Matt, it's got to be the city ground at Nottingham. Just old school stadium, you're right near the pitch, great atmosphere. But there's nothing like playing at home. Same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. We understand that the journey as a supporter isn't always smooth sailing. But rest assured, you're not alone. There's a vast network of fellow fans who share your passion and may be experiencing similar challenges. Honesty is key in any relationship. If your friend asks you how you are feeling, tell them honestly. If you're going through a difficult time, let them know. Opening up about how you are feeling can really make a difference. After all, they are your mates for a reason. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. 
I mean, I wouldn't say the game's a massive one and it's of massive significance. Um, every game in the Championship is important, of course, as, as it is in any league, really. I don't think Albion fans really know too much about Huddersfield now, you know, after after being relegated, of course. Um, and a few, of, of a few managers, we don't really know what to expect from Carlos Corabán and um, a few unknown quantities in this team. I don't know myself, I haven't seen too much of Huddersfield. Um, all I know is you've had a solid start to the season, and um, you know, after struggling last season, I had you down um, in it for a relegation battle. But you've impressed me, and I think Sorba Thomas has um, shocked me, um, and probably shocked everyone. You know, leading leading a sister, um, and making made made his international debut for Wales. So what an inspired signing he's been. Um, but yeah, not not. It's, I wouldn't say it's a six-pointer as such, but we want to keep um, you know, close to Fulham and Bournemouth. So, uh, with a win, hopefully we can do that. Um, uh, and, yeah, of course, we'll hope for a win and um, maybe a bit of revenge on, on, on for the last last time um, we played Huddersfield and it, like you'd, you'd cost us promotion, but thankfully it wasn't the case. And uh, Carlin Grant is obviously going to make his return to Huddersfield. Um, how's he been getting on for the baggies? It's been a weird one with Carlin Grant, really, of course, signed um, after promotion to the Premier League uh, under Slaven Bilic, who uh, believed he could coach Grant into being a, a number nine, a central striker. He didn't even play there for Huddersfield, did he? He's always coming, coming in off the left. And in truth, it never worked. Um, I had doubts he was ever going to be a Premier League player. Um, just didn't have the quality. Um, I mean, but you look, you look, look at the rest of that Albion team last season. None of them are good enough, bar bar one or one or two. So um, it's probably too harsh to say, oh no, you can never make it in the Premier League. Based off that, he wasn't a striker. He's playing uh, centrally when he got the chance. Not his strength. Um, and I mean, it was probably the best option we could have gone for with the limited budget we had. Um, so he struggled in the Premier League. Questioned it. Um, it wasn't wasn't full of confidence. And I don't even think he started this season off incredibly well. Um, I was a bit I was a bit questionable of his of his performances and um, doubted him again. All of a sudden, I'm I'm slating why why he didn't come off against QPR one night, um, and all of a sudden he goes and scores two and wins us the game. And um, I think from there, really, he's just gone from strength to strength, and he's looking really good now. He's looking sharp. He's looking dynamic. He's looking quick. He's looking uh, efficient in front of goal, and coming in off the left hand side, which is obviously a big part of it. Um, He's probably been our most efficient attacker and most, definitely the most prolific. So, yeah, it took a long while for Grant to find his feet, but we finally started sort of seeing the signs of why we paid that fifteen million pounds over instalments of two every fifty-four billion years. But yeah, Grant is finally coming good. Can see that ability now, but it did take a while. Um, we'll we'll see how he pushes on if he ever will be a Premier League player. And finally, Matt, how do you see the game going? And if you had to give a score prediction, what are you going for? I'm definitely not expecting an easy game. I mean, Huddersfield have given a really good account of themselves this season. Um, and you know, I think going to the John Smith Stadium, we've, we've struggled against the Terriers and uh, I wouldn't expect us to, to walk, uh, you know, cruise past, cruise past you for sure. Um, how do I see the game going? I, I, I think... I'd hope Albion will look to dominate and dominate possession and um, be the more threatening team. I definitely wouldn't uh, I guess I count Huddersfield out of it. I think you'll you'll uh, you'll definitely 
also threatening going forward. Already mentioned Sorba Thomas, so um, yeah, I'm feeling it might be a pretty even game. I'm hoping we can edge it. I'm hoping we can take control and then go and get the goals to win the game. So I'll say Albion are going to win by two goals to nil, but that might flatter us and that probably flatters what I'm what I'm really thinking. So um, it won't be easy, but hopefully, without being too arrogant, um, we can just take control, use the quality of player that we do have in this league. Um, and go on to comfortably win the game. Brilliant. Okay, so we've heard from Matt. Now it's time to take a trip down memory lane. It's time for Return to the Mac. Christopher Schindler has a chance to write his name in Huddersfield Town legend. De Plax has got the better. Yeah! <laughs> and Laurent De Plax has scored! Justin, okay, so you're the guest here. Um, so you're bringing a former Huddersfield Town player back, you know, in his glory, in his prime, uh, to play in this one-off game. Uh, I'm really intrigued to see who you've gone for. I don't know whether it's obvious now. Uh, I've gone with um, I've gone with Naki Wells, and it's purely down to the amount of goals he scored against Derby. And obviously, I'm a Derby fan, and he was just the the bane of my life as a supporter. No matter who he's played for, he's always scored against Derby. Um, but doing a bit more digging, he just his goal record for Huddersfield. And again, no disrespect to Huddersfield. It was a very average Huddersfield side uh, under Chris Powell. I think Mark Robbins uh, crossed pass at one point. Um, but 44, 44 goals in 146 games for a team that was batting around in lower mid-table is an incredible um, an incredible ratio. And I, I remember the um, the game where Derby drew 4-4 with, with Huddersfield in the season that we completely capitulated. And... Um, yeah, I was in the stand. It was a lovely warm day and it was just utter chaos. And I remember Wells scoring the fourth and it just took the life out of me. Obviously, a team scoring a fourth goal quite late on in the game as well. You don't think you're going to get back into it. Fortunately, we did. Um, didn't matter anyway. <laughs> Not that bitter. Um, <laughs> but yeah, just just Naki Wells, just a, a born goal scorer. And I don't think he's ever recovered that form he had for Huddersfield. Yeah, I well, um, listeners to, to this pod will know I'm a big fan of Naki Wells. I re, you know, we got good money for him when he went to Burnley, but he, I always thought we never should have sold him, really. I know he wasn't the most prolific, but um, I just think, well, you know, we're not we're not talking about the Premier League anytime soon, but I would have liked to see him for us in the Premier League. Yeah, he deserved his chance, didn't he, I think? Oh, 100%. But for then us. again, I don't think he was worth £8 million, so it was good money. But you oh, know, was yeah. £8 million? yeah. Wow, I did not know that was the fee that was paid for Naki Wells. Again, no disrespect to Wells. That's a lot of money for a for a poacher. That's incredible. Yeah. I mean, that's just talk, that's just justifies his goal record. That's yeah, an incredible amount of money to get for him. Yeah, well, you know, a lot is made about town's recruitment and uh, how we wasted the Premier League money, but you know, we bought Tom Ince for 10 million and sold him a season after for 10 million to Stoke. So, um, you know, maybe maybe not too bad to be fair. But yeah, I love it. Good shout Justin. Uh, a good opener from your first appearance. So I'm uh, very, very pleased. Tom, who have you gone for? Have you gone for a striker as well? We always seem to pick strikers, I think. Yeah, kind of striker, but more, more um, forward. If we're playing the kind of Carlos formation, um, I've gone for someone who is um, technically in the squad, but as a coach, so I've gone, I've gone Danny Schofield to come back yeah. and play 
on the right, that right side, probably where Sinani plays. But um, I just think, wow, what a player Danny Schofield was. Probably my favourite ever town player. 248 appearances, which is amazing. Um, and I just, yeah, I'd, I'd love to, if I could go back in time and maybe watch it, this is like a League One player really as well at his, his peak, I would go back and watch him play football because I just remember he'd run at players with no fear. He kind of maybe didn't look like the best footballer, but he just used to be able to do stuff, take players on, score some absolutely worldies um, and kind of just pull stuff out of thin air. So I'd, I'd uh, yeah, like to see Danny come back for a, a couple of, well, just one, this one game. But I'll, maybe I'll just pick him every time I'm on from now on, Brady. <laughs> no, why not? I mean, like you say, he's, he's you know he's on the list of coaches, so it's quite an easy easy move. Yeah, really, exactly. Isn't it? Yeah, probably wearing a tracksuit anyway, so it's halfway <laughs> there. Uh, no, I think that's a really good pick as well. Um, going to be an interesting poll this one. Uh, so I've gone. I think this is recency bias, and probably because I watched the highlights of Stockport County versus Bolton. Um, Bolton did lose this game, but I've gone for Elias Kachunga. Mm. Um, you know, really, really liked him when he was at town. Obviously, our promotion season. Don't really need to go into detail for the listeners because um, we all liked him um, and, you know, just worked really hard. And I think, you know, Holmes has got, got a knock. I don't know if he's going to be fit for this. We're still waiting on team news, but I think he'd fit quite well on this call run side. I'm, I'm talking about the 16-17 where he uh, was always at the, the back post and kind of popped up. So uh, I think he, I think he'd fit quite well. But I will be interested to see the Twitter poll for this one because I think yeah. it'll be quite close. That's some uh, that's some town favourites there. Three probably most recent town favourites anyway. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So we'll we'll see. Um, you know who's going to get bragging rights? We'll find out. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm keen to see. Anyway, it's time for you're the boss. So, um, Justin, I know you like Corbran and his chinos, but for this game, you know he, he can't make it in the dugout. So um, you, you're going to be in charge of this. So I always ask this to new guests, but um, if you're the manager, so you're managing Huddersfield Town for this game, I need to know what you're wearing. Are you going suit? Are you going track suit? How are you leading out town? Oh, it's a great question. Uh, I love that question. That's amazing. Um, uh, it's a great... Uh, I, I'm, I'm absolutely torn. I don't, I'd never wear a suit. I'd be more casual, a bit like Corbrand, to be honest. Just a pair of, pair of, pair of white vages, some, uh, some like... Light light brown uh, chinos and uh, maybe like a, a zip up jumper. Just keep it casual. I mean, it's quite mild. It's a nice mild November, so I don't need to wear too much too much more than that. Mm, I like it. You did well under pressure there. Um, and I <laughs> um, think there was a little bit of buttering up for the for listeners, which is yeah, was good. Justin, what's just uh, as we're on about like manager fashion? What's your uh, take on like Paul Dis Tisdale kind of style? It's um, too looking. Yeah, it's- too far, isn't it? It's too yeah, far. Yeah, a cravat and stuff. Yeah, is, he's, is he's, apparently he's friends with designers at Ted Baker, isn't it? <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah, it's just too far the other way. I mean, he's a good coach, but his um, style's a bit too much, a bit too flash. <laughs> yeah. This is it, come for a football, football chat. <laughs> or that chat. That's what, that's what we're after here. Um, you're not, Justin, you're not going to, again, I, I, we'll get onto your lineup in a minute. Are you not going to suit if it's like a final? Are you still keeping it cool, you know, a bit, bit chilled? I um I'd I'd uh, I'd keep it consistent. I remember Chris Powell quoting like he'd wear a suit at home, but he'd wear a tracksuit away from yeah. home. Yeah. 
because he wanted to feel part of the team like going away from home so i would i would just keep it casual i think a suit's far too formal especially for football no one, no one wants to wear a blazer and a tie at football anymore it's, especially when it's too hot it's not nice stone island away from home <laughs> flashy badge flashy badge um <laughs> Well, again, this could be a separate podcast, so uh, I think I'll uh, we'll go back to the yeah. team. How how would you uh, how would you line Huddersfield up for this game, Justin? Um, it's, yeah, it's, it's an interesting one. Obviously, Nichols is is the obvious picking goal. Um, Pearson and Lee's are again obvious picks. Uh, the, the, what you mentioned, Brady, is spot on. Being able to deal with that aerial battle, um, and then Cobble for the obvious playing out from the back, he's going to be the the guy that's he's going to get things going. I think. Um, I think having Silver Thomas at right wing back, I still don't think he's proved himself further up the pitch. I think he performs better in a sort of a more of a, a deeper role, mm-hmm. um, mainly because I think as a wing back in, in a back three, you get a bit more space. Um, it shows it shows his quality. Um, Toffolo again, just Mr. Consistent in this league, picks himself. Uh, I don't know if Jonathan Hogg's going to be fit. I know he was carrying a knock, but he looked like he, he was in training in midweek. So He's he's got to start against West Brom. It's, that's that's an obvious one. Lewis O'Brien's going to be important for his energy um, as well. And, and I, I'd honestly, I'd go over front three against West Brom. I think you've got to commit players forward. It's just whether or not that that third person um, is going to be useful. Uh, I I'm going to stick with Josh Caroma mainly because I'm just a, a big Josh Caroma fan. I think he's going to come good at some point. I think he's still carrying a bit of a hangover from that um, from that ACL injury. Fraser Campbell, very physical player. He's going to ruffle feathers um, and he's very experienced as well. And I think having that up top, he, he, I think he gets, um, I wouldn't say a bit of stick, but he just he's a very underrated player at championship level. Um, his goal record isn't brilliant, but I don't think every striker needs to have uh, a 20 goal a season record. And I think he, he, he gives a lot more to the side. Um, and I know you said that Dwayne Holmes is, is, is potentially going to be uh, missing from the game, but I would have Dwayne Holmes in. I think his ball carrying abilities is going to be really important in um, in a game like uh, against West Brom, where you're going to have to exploit space. Um, it's, it's quite funny. I, it's, has he lasted the 90 minutes yet for Huddersfield? Because he never did at Derby. Um, he has actually. Yeah, he's, he's been he's been quite well. He got a lot of stick um, like when we signed him, and I know he wasn't popular at Derby after his comments. Of, you know when he joined, but um, he's he's come on. I would say quite a lot this season for us. Would you agree, Tom? Yeah, I would. Um, I think he's... Uh, yeah, when he came, there was a lot of flack from Derby fans and then he kind of started... When he started for us, you were kind of like, oh, maybe they're quite... They're right about what he's... Uh, he just maybe can't handle the championship a bit weak. Um, but he's really turned it around this last couple of weeks, I think. Um, we, he's been... He's definitely got a man of the match performance, but he's been up there as the best player for the last couple of weeks, I think. Um, which is good to see because what's weird with town, there seems to be a lot of not a lot of players, but a handful of players that are out there in the championship who have come from our academy who are really kind of pretty solid championship players. And it's one of those kind of annoying things where it's like maybe if we'd have given them a, a chance, um, we'd have had a bit more of a homegrown team so it's nice for him to be back and it's nice to see he's, he's doing well yeah um good follow on instagram justin as well i don't know if you still follow him if you can bring yourself to do that but he's 
I don't, yeah, he, he games a lot, doesn't he? I think I, I think I unfollowed him after he left Derby. Maybe the comments got got to me a bit too much, but I, I've always liked him. I think he's, a, I think he's a cracking player when he's when he's fit and firing. And I think, yeah, another important factor in 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 the game against West Brom. Yeah, um, very wholesome stuff, I would say. You know, um, although he did post because he's got a, he's part of the lads do November. He did post that he looks like Borat today. So um yeah, I think I think that was a really good lineup, Justin. Tom, have you done anything different? I suppose the kind of one is like, you know, do you do Ward over Campbell? Um, yeah, it's pretty um, it's pretty much the same as Justin. So Nichols, Colwell, Lees, Pearson, Toffolo, Thomas, O'Brien, and Hogg. Um, and then my front three is um that, that's with if Hogg's fit. Um Sinani, Holmes and Wards. I've gone the same lineup as Cardiff. Um I think giving them because I He's kind of this has kind of been his lineup for the last couple of weeks, and it's been all right. I think maybe they got a bit tired. Hopefully, this kind of international break has charged a few batteries. Um, uh, and then I, I just think, yeah, Campbell, Campbell, I, I really like Campbell. I, I'd say out of the strikers we've got, I think he's the best striker we've got. Um, but I just think Ward maybe offers a bit more trickery and he's a bit got a bit more skill about him whereas Campbell comes on and he he's there to rough players up and annoy players and I think maybe the likes of Bartley and are just gonna have his number do you know what I mean and uh, I think bring him on later on when everyone's a bit more tired bring on that Campbell energy just to annoy people um I got I had a question as well I don't, and I don't know if you know this Brody but um because I was thinking Sinani there's not really anyone who can play in that position other than him really at the moment. Um, and I was looking through the squad and I just thought, like, well, what's happened to Reese Brown? Is he just done at town? Uh, yeah, it looks like it, doesn't it? I mean, um, he's playing for Peterborough, um, you know, who are obviously well liked on this, this town podcast. Um, not, but uh, yeah, no, it's, it's a bit of a weird one. I thought he'd get a look in, um, but he just doesn't seem to be, does he? I think he's... No like they don't want anything to do with him and um it's a shame because I thought he was he wasn't too bad at League One. He wasn't like you know in the team of the year or anything but um I I, I thought Peterborough might come back in for him so um yeah, yeah apparently too much wasn't it I think Fry wanted him but we were asking too much apparently that doesn't um, sound like I know <laughs> um but I just think there's that maybe that right side is where we're just lacking just a little bit because I guess Thomas could play up there, but then he's like, um, like Justin said, Thomas is doing really well. He's like a wing back, so um, it's kind of like then who replaces him. So yeah, that's my uh, starting eleven for Saturday. Yeah. Um, well, yeah, I think that's I think that's an interesting point. It'd be interesting when uh, Peter comes back in because obviously he's been out injured. So I wonder if yeah. Thomas might get pushed up then. Um, I've not made really any changes to. To you guys, I think I think the defense and the goalkeeper pit themselves at the moment. Um, the only one is is Hog. I, I agree with you both. I think if Hog can play, you should he should play. Um, I think we'll need him. Um, but if not, obviously you bring Scott High in because Vallejo is not fit, and I quite like Scott High. But again, I'm still he's a young player, and I, I don't know. I think he can be a bit hot and cold. Um, Thomas Toffler, O'Brien, you know, as the other kind of four in there, three four three. 
I've picked Sonani as well. Um, I don't know if he's played for Luxembourg. I imagine he has. He seems to play, you know. I don't think they have a wealth of talent, it would be fair <laughs> to say. Um, I, I've gone Ward. I agree with you, Tom. I think Campbell, bring him on uh, last 20 minutes. I know I always say this, but if I was a defender, I'd hate playing against Campbell because he's just always always on you. Uh, and I, I've I've gone for Karoma. I think, I don't know how fit Holmes is, but um, I think he's a bit unlucky to miss out. But... I feel like Karoma needs an, a goal and like needs a performance. And I wonder, you know, against a big team, if maybe this is a game to put him in. And I, I like you, Justin, I like Josh Karoma. I mean, who doesn't like the guy who scored the most goals for you last season? So, um, yeah, we will we will see. But um, I'll come back to you, actually, Justin. So um, we always close with a match prediction and how you see the game going. So how do you see this one playing out? And if you had to give a score prediction, what would it be? Yeah, it's it's an interesting one. Ryan and I previewed it in our um, latest episode, and uh, I swung more favourably towards Huddersfield. Uh, I I do think Huddersfield can get a result here. I think it is going to be a tricky game, but I, I generally think if if they can beat the press, I think they can nick a result. Um, and West Brom don't always uh, after an international break. They've not had the best of starts um, coming back into. Uh, into game, so I think if Huddersfield Huddersfield can capitalise, they'll definitely get a result. I, I want to say a one nil win, and obviously Huddersfield's clean sheet record, West Brom's recent away record, just sort of lends that a little bit more. I think it'll be a surprise result. Lovely, you can definitely come on again <laughs> as long as you predict your good uh, good town results. That's the caveat. Uh, Tom, are you are you feeling optimistic? <laughs> I've got written down in front of me score prediction two one West Brom. So that <laughs> oh, Tom. <laughs> I just think it's one of those, isn't it? They're gonna win away from home eventually. I just, I just can't get past how good that squad is for me. And like you said, Justin, with Mo at back, I, he's class player. Him, I, I love watching him play. Um, and then Grant's gonna get a goal, isn't he? Like it's that's written in the stars. Grant will score. Mo at normally scores past us, doesn't he as well? So. There's two already, and then I think we'll get a. We'll probably go one nil up from a corner, and then throw it away. That sounds frustratingly predictable. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I, so I, you know, we've all gone for a different result here because I'm actually going for a draw. I think this is going to be one one. I think Grant is going to score. Um, I just, you can, I can just see it. Like you know, maybe. The last thing I see before I go to bed, but Carlin Grant shushing Huddersfield Town fans after they've booed him for no reason. Um, but you know, we are good at set pieces, we've caught people out, we seem to switch it up. I just I just think Thomas's deliveries, I don't think people have quite, you know, we are switching it up and I still don't think they really know how to deal with it. So um I, yeah, I see I, I think one all playing QPR in the week. I think, you know, if we can the big thing for town this season has been not losing two and three on on, on you know on the bounce um so i can see this being a draw and then as long as we kind of keep picking up points i think that's good for us so we will we will see we will see but um yeah no justin and tom thanks so much for coming on and thanks to everyone for listening and we will be back to preview the next match so thank you very much oh what a night late in may in 2017 Shinder scored, it was a happy dream What a feeling, what a night Oh, what a night
greatest sights in George's Square did see. What an evening, what a night. Oh, I, I got a funny feeling when he walks and a fence, and then the commentator yelled, He takes that chance. Oh, Lost so safe in mesmerizing me. Low, low charge and flattened all Chelsea. Stanford Bridge, or oh, what a night. Oh, I, I got a funny feeling when he wore an offense. Commentator yelled, he takes a chance. Oh, what a night! Oh, what a night! Oh, what a night! Oh, what a night! Talksport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with three for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. Beyond the pitch, beyond the results, we're here to connect fans, getting them to embrace the highs and lows of supporting your club because we're not just fans, we're a team. With two in three football fans having struggled with their mental health, we understand that life off the pitch can present its own challenges. That's why we're committed to ensuring you have the tools to stay connected with your friends and fellow supporters. Take a moment to connect with your mates. A simple text or an open conversation can make a world of difference. And if they don't respond right away, don't hesitate to follow up. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Lads, what's your favourite 90th minute goal? Got to be Heffley against Leeds. A shot from Moy and sliding in at the death, Michael Heffley. Great finish to the game. Shared with my family, only made better by ordering McDonald's via muck delivery afterwards. Three points, nut nugget share box, spot on. Order delivery now by the McDonald's app. You in. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com.